Welcome to Can You Vibrate Now, where Michelle, energy specialist and visionary for Philip, shares her experiences in the wild, wacky world of energy. You can follow her on Instagram or Facebook at 12thLightU, that is 1-2-T-H-L-I-G-H-T, and the letter U. Enjoy the hey, show! This is Michelle coming to you live from my Electric Boo office chair, and I have a guest today. His name is Mark Hedges. Hi, this is the guest, Mark Hedges, coming to you from the green folding chair, which is right next to the electric blue office chair. All right. So. So we do that for the podcasters, so they know where we are. Right. In two chairs. (laughs) (laughs) So. Okay, so this is about how I have changed Mark's natal code. I have reprogrammed it. And. We have seen such a remarkable change in both of us, but he had a whole lot more that has been stunning. And so Mark has said he would be willing to share his thoughts on what has happened. Yes. So um, on, on November 2nd, I reprogrammed, he has to work very hard, but gets very little in return. And then on, I'm going to do the ones that come together. So uh, another one was self-esteem on November 10th. And then on his birthday, happy birthday, Mark, on 11-12. And today is 11-14-2022. I did, Philip had me go to a specific date in Mark's life that changed his life. And... That involved betrayal, mistrust of anything. What else would you say that involved? Um, Complete giving up on life. Uh, Surrendering to low self-esteem, even lower self-esteem. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, on those, when I did Rage, I did Rage for him on 11-2, he changed... (laughs) Immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, she may have talked about this in other podcasts, uh, but in case she hasn't, or somebody needs to understand uh, what she means by reprogramming a chart, uh, <clears throat> she has found that because of fixed stars in everybody's natal chart, at least I don't imagine there would be anyone who doesn't. It have wouldn't fixed just stars. be everyone; it would be everything. Oh, okay. Animals, mm-hmm. well, trees, yeah. mm-hmm. businesses. Right. Now, <clears throat> make a long story really short. I was very skeptical of, uh, you know, as she worked on, of astrology and all that kind of stuff. And, but, especially after her working for me, reprogramming my chart on Saturday, my birthday. I ain't skeptical anymore. This is the real deal. Because when you're able to program stuff that I've worked on so much of this stuff that we just listed, like that big date for me, um, uh, rage, rage, frustration, (laughs) Frustration, uh, money, that kind of stuff, for years. And I'm talking about 12 and a half years. And And we're talking uh, energy kind of... um, Yeah, EFTs. Uh, forgiveness, uh, reframing, you know. You've done inner child stuff. I've done that. 
uh, <clears throat> uh, man, I don't know what else. We've done so much, and uh, for her, it's been it's been 14 years, I think. And I want to mention, if you haven't looked at the video or listened to the podcast that I made earlier today, that's called Reprogram. I don't even know what it's called yet. Well, you need to you see that. Yeah, yeah, I haven't named it yet. Has it been you posted need to yet? No, okay. you need to see it to understand what we're talking about. Okay, so, so this stay is like tuned. The, this is like the addendum to that. Yeah, well, this is an example of how it works. Yeah. Right? Because <clears throat> the stuff that I that we talked about just now that she listed for me, again, like I said, I've been working on it for years. I've been trying to feel, uh, love myself more, respect myself more, uh, uh, improve my self-worth and that kind of stuff. Well, and and you often were like, why don't I do anything for me, but I'll do something. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and that was such a big deal for me because I didn't want the conflict. But then not only that, I didn't think I deserved it enough to do it for me instead of other people. And so... <clears throat> Even after all the work that you've done. Right, exactly. And again... I've been working on these exact things for 12 and a half years. Well, in the last two years, I've worked on you through other energy channels that had come online. So we've done all of this so many times. And this one finally worked. Yes, completely. And the thing is, because we've done all this work previously, I kept running into walls. And I could feel the walls. I knew they were there. Because it didn't matter how much I worked on this stuff. It wasn't moving. It was not shifting. And so, <clears throat> after talking to Philip, what was it, a few weeks back, two or three weeks back, and he told you that there were fixed stars involved that you could reprogram and move and this kind of stuff? Yes. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, she realized that that is what she needs to do. Yes. That's her. That's, and, and so, what I'll do is, let me give you an example of what the reprogramming has done, as an example of how it's improved. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> Saturday was when when you did uh, Saturday, the big deal, yep. the big date, the big right? date, and the big date, and uh, you also well, you know what the thing is, the self esteem and all that stuff didn't kick in until you did that big date. Yeah. But I think that's what, what we well, were working I, on. Well, I did see a difference in you, but but it was that big date, which by the way, I had no idea that it needed to be done. I woke. Often, when I'm waking up, Philip will throw things into my mind, like words, or this time he threw a map into my head with the name of a, of a town, and I knew exactly what it meant, because I've known Mark for 28? 20? Yeah. What are we on? Yeah. I don't know. 28 and a half. So I knew exactly what it meant, and I had to ask Mark what the date was for that this big day. Big day. And Philip had me print out the exact day astrological wheel so that date i had to print out that date and when i saw that date it was so fated if you know astrology there were lots of mystic rectangles and they all led to his chiron which was astounding so it was supposed to happen Probably to keep Mark from showing his light until it was time. Yeah. And so after she did all the work for that on Saturday, uh, <clears throat> Sunday was the first day that I really noticed any change. 
and I had to, I need to go to Schnucks, a local grocery store here. And so, uh, uh, I had, I, my main, it was a water run. And so, uh, I was getting gallons of water, but I already had gallon bottles, and I tie them together on a string, and uh, I boogie off and do my water run. Well, uh, oddly enough, uh, I was always embarrassed carrying my water bottles around, you know, and I thought, well, this is just a cheap way to do it, and I'm like, you know, and no reason to feel that way, not really, who cares, they're, they're gallon water bottles, so what? But it was something that I felt embarrassed about because it looked cheap and whatever else. So <clears throat> I'm walking into Schnooks and a woman walks by me and I see uh, what I think is a disdainful look from her, which it probably wasn't. But what I noticed immediately was I did not feel embarrassed carrying my water bottles. That's major because that means it changed immediately. And uh, it and let's see, what was the, what was the other thing? Well, just all the work you did around the house. Well, that's a motivational thing. Uh, it was attached to that. Though. It was, um, but the uh, uh, the other self. Oh, the, thing. Uh, the 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 cashier with the yeah the, yeah. yeah. So I went through the uh, I went through the uh, uh, the regular cashier, not the self checkout. And uh, I tell her I've got five one gallon refills. Now I I'm guessing to most people that would mean five one gallon bottles that got refilled, right? She interpreted it as one big five gallon bottle, right? But she rang it up five times. It said Salvation Army donation five twenty four. I'm like I'm not donating to the Salvation Army. <laughs> and I said uh, those are awful expensive bottles of water. Well, you got five gallons, right? Yeah, not five five gallons. Five gallons in one bottle increments. <laughs> oh, okay. So she had to erase them all. Well, see, previous to that, I would have worried about bothering her. I would have worried about making her mad. I would have worried about just all the emotional reactions that I thought were going to happen. That wasn't my first thought. My first thought was five twenty-four for a gallon of water. <laughs> I said, "I don't think it's five twenty-four for a gallon of water." She looked at that, and she goes, "No." So she took them all off. Right. So she rings them back up. Well, it was still two forty-nine for each gallon. I'm like, "I don't think they're two forty-nine for each gallon either. That'd be like a gallon of milk." Well, probably not. And uh, she goes, oh. and so she took them off. Well, then she rang it up at 54 cents, and that was only 5 cents more than what they actually were at 49 cents. I'm like, you know what, if I'm paying 25 cents more for all of them, I'm fine with that, because that's still a, a hundred times less than the 25 extra dollars I was going to pay, you know. <laughs> and I had no no issues, no qualms, no no worry about or anxiety about whether I was going to upset her. Yeah, anxiety was the big thing that you've yeah. always had. Yeah, exactly. And so Extreme. Uh-huh. And so it went away immediately. Yeah, after I recoded it. Yeah. yeah. And it's so amazing how quickly it happens. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're computers. Again, I have been working on all of these things for 12 and a half years or longer. And uh, probably the earliest date I can remember working on this stuff was back in 1993. So that's been 29 and a half years. <clears throat> <clears throat> and so, uh, then, uh, 
today at work, my first day back after my birthday weekend. Uh, notice there wasn't any birthday yeah, exactly right. <laughs> there wasn't any importance attached to that. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, my first day back, and it always used to bother me when people reacted negatively to me saying hi or bye or whatever else, right? So uh, I I worked really hard on that for quite a few years. I mean. Not the, the whole 12 and a half. Not to take it personally. Right, not to take it personally. But you took it personally anyway. You took it personally anyway. No matter how, how hard I worked, I was still taking it personally. Because it didn't matter. People were like, oh, but see, that's just the way they were brought up. I get it. But it still, you know, it still hurts, you know. So she worked after working on she what she did. She Michelle. That's right, Michelle. Because there's only one person who can do this kind of work. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that for the podcasters. I understand. I mean, and I'm telling me. everybody there's only one person who can do this kind of work, and it's her, <laughs> Michelle. Okay, that's who I'm pointing at. All right, <clears throat> for the podcasters, you don't see the audio <laughs> or the video. <laughs> and so uh, after working on what she did for me on Saturday, I come across uh, uh, one of our guys at the store, one of our managers, and and. Uh, He's always been uncomfortable around me. Don't know why. Don't care. And uh, uh, except you used to care. I used to care. You used to bug the hell out of me. Yeah. And until Saturday, <laughs> right? And uh, and I worked so hard on trying to move that. Wouldn't move. Yeah. Pain in the ass. I could beat it with a baseball bat and it grow back. Yeah. And so uh, I can relate to that. Right. Like like a wart. And uh, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, so, uh, I come across this manager today. I say, hey, what's up, man? He goes, you know, and he doesn't look me in the eye at anything else. It didn't bug me in the slightest. In fact, on the inside, I just kind of chuckle. I'm like, oh, that dude's so uptight, you know? Man, and that was the amazing. first time, that was the first time that I realized it wasn't my, that I never felt like it was my problem, that it was his problem. And it was. I said, I said, good night to, uh, uh, and a lot of you women know when I talk about, know what I'm talking about uh the not that there's really a typical guy but the whole typical macho guy who who doesn't want to act like uh who wants to act like uh any kind of feelings are not important you know and uh, we have a few of those guys at where I work and so uh I happened to walk by him a couple nights ago and I said uh, all right man good night he's like (laughs) you know and I'm like a little wrinkled. Yeah, a little wrinkled. I'm like, dude, all I said, all I said was good night. It's not like I'm John Boy on the wall, you know. And so, uh, um, you need to explain who that is for. Jack, oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, so some of you folks who didn't grow up with Waltons, an old show from the 1970s. Anyway, at the end of the show, they were all the whole family was in bed, all 45 of them, and not in one bed, and. <clears throat> And they would all say goodnight to each other from across the house. Now, it's a big house, so you know they're having a shout, right? <laughs> and uh, so they're like, goodnight, John Boy. Goodnight, Ma. Goodnight, Pa. Goodnight, Alan. You know, that kind of thing. So he's saying it wasn't like that. <laughs> it wasn't like that. But he feels like it's this big, huge emotion. Like I dropped to one knee and said, goodnight, man. You know. And, and I'm like, dude. And he's so uptight. Meat-headed dude, man. And <clears throat> so he gets all wrinkled. And, uh, uh, do you remember your point? Yeah, I do. Okay. And, uh, so it, that bothered me. So I went home and told Michelle, I'm like, no, 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 I just don't like you. She's like, I told, I know, she, I grew up with him and she did. And uh, what, what person hasn't? And so, uh, on Saturday, and this is well before Saturday, this is last week sometime when I said, 
Good night, man. <laughs> you know, that's what it felt like to him. I was just like, <laughs> it's like butt puckered so fast you could hear. Them. <laughs> and so that was special for the podcast. That was. There needs to be sound effects. I could have supplied them. And, uh, <laughs> you already have. And so, uh, so on Saturday when she actually did all the work for me. This uh, Saturday. This Saturday. This past the Saturday. The twelfth of November. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, I see that same guy today, I say, hey, what's up, Norm? You know, he's like, hey, what's up, Mark? I'm like, so you might have been giving off something. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I apparently was, but he was definitely giving off something. And so, <laughs> that's all, that's all gone now. I don't have any personal issues with that, because I know it's not my problem, it's their problem. When people get upset with me, it's their problem. But they like to blame it on you because, oh, I'm uncomfortable now. I don't care if you're uncomfortable. Grow the hell up and fix it. You know? Because that. Well, it's kind of hard to fix it when it's fixed stars. Fix it as much as you can and then come find the shell. I mean, shit. That's what I did. Yeah. That's what I have to do. <laughs> I have to come find the magician in my life. So that well, you're can... my guinea pig. So. Well, yeah, me and the boys. Yeah. And, uh, and me. Well, that's true. And so, um, oh, motivation. Okay, yes, I just want to say, I've always viewed Mark as kind of lazy. And, and you know, finding out that he was autistic and then and had all these mental issues, kind of let it, um, you know, I would just like let it sit in the back and go, well, that's just him and I'll just do my thing and he just... And and it was often on his days off. I I never get time to just sit around and. I was sitting around when I said yeah, that. And yeah. he was sitting around, yeah. And I was so I never, you know, I tried not to ask him. To, well, you know the honeydew list. I tried to do everything myself. <laughs> yes, she did. And for twenty eight and a half years, that's exactly how it worked. You know. So so this what happened Sunday was very shocking to me, and and. And it's a good thing I did some improv classes. I took improv, and I was in improv troops for five years. And it has allowed me to just float with Mark's changes. <laughs> yes, because unfortunately, my changes were rocky. And uh, they were so, rocky for her, they were rocky for me, they were rocky for most people. Now, this change is a really exciting change, but it's still a change, and it's... Ch you know, the dynamic between us, I can feel, is going to be different. But I know I've changed, too, and I don't know if if, if you, like, feel like you're on sandy soil or, or the tide's taking the soil out from underneath you. I actually With feel me? like I'm on solid ground for the first time. With me. Do, oh. Am I changing so much that... I'm going to be honest. I just, just don't notice it. Yeah, see, I'm the one who's noticing how different Mark is. I mean, that's because she's so sensitive. If a body hair gets plucked out because it gets caught in the seam of a shirt or something, she's going to notice it. No, yeah. it's even more subtle than that. I can feel, you know, when an energy changes, I can feel a hair on my head move. Yeah. I'm seriously, and, yeah, I can't. Literally, right. So <laughs> th that's how sensitive she is. It's like a hundred or a thousand times more than I am. Although I'm sensitive too, just not nearly, you know, like she is. But she has to be because she's the one who does all this work. Yeah. And 
And so this reprogramming of fixed stars in your in your natal chart is something that will jar everything loose if you're ready to have it jarred loose. Well, and so on Saturday, was it Saturday or yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so um, she did motivation for me on Saturday. <clears throat> and I've been motivated, but I had to force myself to be motivated at work. Coming home, I just, I felt like, you know what? Home is where I relax. I'm not being motivated. That was his r rule. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was hard and fast. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I remember, uh, I had a friend over uh, when I was when I was packing stuff up in Oklahoma City uh, before I moved up here uh, about three years ago now. Uh, <clears throat> that and I came over. She came over and she was helping me pack up. And I said, you know, I've always felt like home was a place to relax. And I said, I need to get rid of that. She goes, yeah, you know. And so I'd been thinking about it for quite a while. I just didn't know what to do to get rid of it, you know. Motive and, you know, I think those all must have been tied together. And we've talked about it numerous times. We've talked about you'll find the one belief or the one issue knocking down and a bunch of others fall too. Yeah. In this case, that was definitely true. Yes. And so she worked on motivation for me. So yesterday, I'd been wanting to clean out the closet downstairs. We have a... a we had a small uh, closet down there we kept for storage. We kept extra stuff in there. And uh, uh, so I was I was raring to go, but I wasn't going to do it before Michelle left for her concert. And so uh, I finally, she goes, I put on, I get myself together. I go down there and man, I just tore that place apart. And I worked and I kept on working and... Uh, I was, it was like a, an internal fire that was just kept burning and kept pushing and pushing and not in the, not in the negative, mm -hmm. uh, ADD, ADHD sort of way, you know. Now, for those of you folks who think that ADD, ADHD is positive, great, that's fine. I didn't. So, <clears throat> but it kept, I just kept going. Well, we also, I also did autism for him and that could, you know, it, this just might have been, we did... Um, you work very hard but get very little in return. We oh, did rage, yeah. skepticism and mistrust, self-esteem, autism, weight, and money, and your special date. And mm -mm. that one had completely blocked you. The special date thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, <clears throat> uh, so with the whole motivation thing, I got it done in about three hours, which I figured I was going to. But I even moved all the stuff out and into a whole other room, as well as took out all the trash. He took the trash out. <laughs> yeah. And then I came in and I did laundry. Usually, if he had done something, the trash would have sat there for months. Months. <laughs> well, her honey-do list was a honey-do list, but it took years for me to finish it <laughs> because I just couldn't motivate myself once I got home. Mm -hmm. You know? Now, it's... It's not like I got lit on fire. It's like I am the fire. Yeah, <clears throat> awesome. And yeah. and so I just burn right through whatever I need to burn through. And today, for instance, I didn't I didn't really burn through anything today. But that's because there was no food in the cooler to, to, to burn through. To burn through, so no big deal. But yeah, but you finished yesterday. You finished. Yeah, you did the whole well, thing. See, that's a good point. I, I was completely thorough. Yeah. 
Which I hardly ever was before. Well, and let me just say, your your desk is so uncluttered. I've never seen your desk be this uncluttered. And it's not even just uncluttered. It looks organized. And to me, that means your mind got organized. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. I couldn't figure out why my and mind was organized. And this is just one day. Well, but see, I was, I was very organized at work. And I am. You know? But I was like, why can't I be organized at home? What the hell is going on? You know? Working on that, working all that stuff out for my big day on Saturday cleared so cleared up like 50% of the other stuff I've been working on all these years. Yeah, well, he did that, but then he didn't stop. He came up here and he worked on his room, and then I started laundry. He finished the laundry. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's no big deal, you know, and I don't feel tired. It's shocking mm -hmm. what this NATO code reprogramming <laughs> yeah well and that's the thing and this can be done for anybody including pets which i haven't worked on the boys chart yet because it's there's been so much uh reprogramming reality yeah she's been doing pretty that. intense work <laughs> yes yeah, she has been yes yeah, she has been reprogramming reality and i do mean that in a literal way so uh and all kind you know the birth of our country has fixed stars. Mm -hmm. And there is an astrological chart for that. There is. And there's mm -hmm. one for um, 1776. Mm -hmm. There's, July 4th there's one for there's one for the Constitution. That's in 1781. And I don't know if they Or 1787. I don't remember which. Yeah. So mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, so everything has a natal chart with fixed stars. Right. And you reprogram those fixed stars and then things start flowing. I think it's actually taking the bad programming off. If you okay. want if we want to get technical. <clears throat> well, I mean, there there is such a thing as uh, good programming practice uh, and bad programming practice. Now, uh, I think that this bad programming it wasn't necessarily bad programming practice. It was somebody being a little bit malicious. Yes, it was a malicious. <laughs> yes. So, so we're so it's actually an unraveling rather than. You know, I say malicious, incredibly self-centered and selfish, mm -hmm. and uh, for their own personal gain, without any thought. Because we are in a, a a virtual reality, we we can't exist without the astrology. We can't exist without a natal chart. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so. We can recode it, though, reprogram it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, it's not just reprogramming, it's like taking out the bad stuff that was put on it. Because there was a code before, before it was messed up, there was already a code that was a good code, a fun code. It was meant to be joyful. And then it got reprogrammed. Well, it is definitely like that now. We're going to have to get a tissue. Okay. But uh, let me talk about rage and frustration <clears throat> because that was done about two weeks ago. And that's important, very important for me because when I would get frustrated, the more frustrated I got, I would be, I would just go into rages and just yell and get mad. I wouldn't throw things, but. Uh, well, you did punch a wall once. Yeah, it was once. <clears throat> that and was very early in our marriage. 
within the first six months. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I did punch a hole in the wall, and she fixed it because I wasn't motivated enough to do that. And uh, <clears throat> and that's why I was so mad. You make things extra things for me to have to do. <laughs> and so. Uh, uh, so that rage was a constant problem for me because as things were frustrated, as things got more difficult, I just get more ragey. And uh, uh, so, the, the so, day I recoded you for that, you had been raging. Yes. And then after, you weren't. Right. Well, <laughs> and that's a big deal because she feels all that much stronger than I do. You know, and <clears throat> so uh, she uh, she took out that programming and removed those blocks or whatever you want to call it. Fixed stars to me feel more like blocks. You know, things that have walled you off to keep you from. And <clears throat> so that's an interesting point. I'll think about that. Yeah, and so <clears throat> uh, uh, that being the case, uh, when she re when she took out the the blocks the fixed stars for that, uh, things that would just frustrate the hell out of me and make me ragey don't anymore. It's pretty amazing. And that was immediate. I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, finally we got to the last layer of this stuff and we can move on, you know? So <clears throat> that, uh, uh, that's been a huge deal for me. It's been a huge deal for me. <laughs> right, because you did all the work but you at least you get the benefits of it as well as I. Oh do. yeah. So, yeah, it was hard to live with. Mm -hmm. I think that's enough. What do you think? Do you have anything else to add? No, I mean that's a pretty good. Well, <clears throat> this doesn't work just for me. This doesn't work just for Michelle. And you know, for you skeptics out there, oh, well, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we missed that one. <laughs> uh, I was very distrustful. Uh, I had a condition with my autism called alexithymia, which is the inability to identify and label my own emotions. Well, what people don't tell you is it's also the inability to label and identify other people's emotions. Right? And so that being the case, <clears throat> um, you, you don't... I went through life not being able to tell whether I could trust people or not. Because when people say, oh, well, you got to get to know somebody, what they really mean is you got to get to know that person's emotions and their emotional habits and their emotional patterns. Their emotional landscape, as we used to say. Right, exactly. And uh, you gotta, you, when you get to know somebody, that's what you're getting to know. Yeah. Right? And so... Uh, but when you have alexithymia, you can't know that because you don't see that and you don't feel it. Right. Because your brain doesn't register any of that information. So I just decided it was easier not to trust anyone. So I didn't. Finally, I got to the point after 27 years of marriage where I, I pretty much could trust her. But other than that, didn't trust anybody else. Why should I? Too disappointed way too many times. So who cares? So let's talk about all the times you said Philip was full of shit. <laughs> yeah, because he was. Until then. <laughs> you know? And, and uh, uh, as many times as I gave her crap about her, her and 
uh, you know, deal with Philip and him being a pain in the ass and a liar and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, now because we're talking about somebody that I can't see and can't can't interact with, right? <clears throat> you know, even still, as much eating as I've done, even still. So, but she can't. She's that sensitive. And you know, for people, for people who uh, let me throw some something uh, up against your skepticism. <clears throat> Most of us believe we have an eternal soul. Since we do, what do you think that eternal soul does for eternity? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you sit around in some white wallpapered lounge with white furniture and stuff like that, and we all just sit there looking at each other? That's boring. And a lot of people think that that's what heaven is, you know, in the sense of, you know, worshiping God for eternity, whatever. Okay, that's fine if you want to believe that. I don't. Now, uh, I'm a skeptical guy too. Still am. But a reminder: if you're a new watcher, we were both preachers' kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least the at least the current concept of God. Right. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay. And so, uh, uh, that eternal soul to me just goes through different lives of different experiences over eons of time. That may sound crazy, but I didn't really believe in reincarnation until I took a philosophy class. And uh, I think his name was Dr. Woodhouse. Yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it was like the great concepts of the great issues in philosophy. And so he wanted us to read a book on reincarnation. Well, <clears throat> now, Dr. Woodhouse is not going to pick a book that's all woo-woo and everything else. Because, first of all, he's a philosopher, and he was also a philosopher of science. So between those two things, <clears throat> he's going to approach reincarnation from a scientific viewpoint, right? So we read a book that had numerous examples of people who had died and come back into another life who could remember their past lives in such detail that they could corroborate the events of the past lives. Now, <clears throat> as skeptical as I am, I still didn't fully believe it, but if anything, that hooked me. Because I'm like, hmm. okay. And see, this was back in 2000 or 2001 when I was taking this class. Now, as skeptical, as skeptic, skeptical as I am, I'm like, Pfft. now, a year and something ago, 12, 14 months ago, astrology, I'm like, Pfft. astrology's bullshit, you know. But after seeing how it explains the patterns of my life, now, mind you, it's not like, Somebody came along and said, and listened and was watching over my shoulder as I lived my life, and then just faked some natal chart. <clears throat> that natal, all those things, all those characteristics of my life existed when I was born. They didn't happen to get written in there as I was living my life. Now, <clears throat> so I was incredibly skeptical of this stuff. But then, when the whole fixed stars concept came along a few weeks ago, and she started looking at it, and taking out the blocks, or reprogramming the, the faulty code, or whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, and things started changing in drastic ways in areas of my life that I had been solidly working on anywhere from 12 and a half years to 20 years or more, and those things were instantaneously changing, you can believe me, I'm believing it. <laughs> <laughs> because 
this, I had worked so hard with using so many different methods to remove these areas, to remove these blocks, and they weren't going anywhere. They set up camp in a big-ass RV <laughs> on a campsite right in the middle of the road, and nobody was going through or around them. And so she comes along with the whole fixed stars approach. And and apparently there are some astrologers who do talk about fixed stars. Yeah. Not many. But uh, learning from Philip that there are thousands of fixed stars for each, was it each house or each zodiac sign or whatever? Yes. They all had a different amount. But it was like it wasn't just the fixed stars that we can see. There are fixed stars beyond the fixed stars beyond the fixed stars, and there may even be celestial bodies. I mean, he was even intimating that to me, that we don't know what they are. We've never seen them. We don't know they exist that are affecting us. And I was like, why? Because it's a closed system. You're in a closed system. So everything affects everything. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that being the case... So fixed stars, I am using that word... I don't know if there's another word or if that's the right word or if I need another word, but it's working, so we're using that. The 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 short term, the abbreviated term that we use works for that. Right. And so it's working. Again, this is again, this is stuff that has not moved for years for me. As hard as I've been working at it. Same for her. Yeah. And she's using Philip and the pendulum and stuff like this to help those fixed stars move out of the way. And again, we both wound up, we were both preacher's kids. So the the least likely people to get into this, <laughs> you know, and yet, and yet we did. Good thing we did. Well, I mean, the whole basic thing is we are biobots that are programmed. Yeah. And so I'm just reprogramming or changing the code. Well, I remember in school, and I read a couple of books on this, uh, it's called cellular computing, using biological cells as computers. Hmm. You input information in the form of proteins, you get information out in the form of proteins, <clears throat> and uh, or other chemical messengers. And so, think about that. If you can use a cell, and these aren't modified, hugely modified cells, these are just like mammalian cells taking up information as proteins, passing them through the cell, working their magic on them, whatever, you know. It's not a black box, because believe me, we know how a cell works. And then putting out the information as output. And in the form of, and these proteins are being used for computational purposes. That's what, that's what cellular computing is. If a if an, an unaltered mammalian or animal cell can do that, we're programmed. We just are. That is what the genetic code is. It is programming in nucleotide-based sequences. You know, so we are we're programmed. We're programmed in more ways than you could ever think. Astrology, well, it's stars, all slash, yeah, even slash, your life story is programmed, but. You are not your biobot. That's where the free will is. You you are not the biobot, mm -hmm. which is programmed. 
I mean, it's like going into a video game. Can you give give an analogy? Well, uh, you're not actually jumping into the video game console and playing, you know, for those of us who are older, Dig Dug <laughs> back in the 80s or yeah. Pac-Man. <clears throat> you know, you're not you're not actually becoming Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man or any of that. Uh, but you are playing it. But you're playing it. But you're playing it virtually. Right. That's exactly. And after these Nobel Prizes, this past October, was it in October? I think it was in, at the end of October. Th three physicists, two of them I knew by name, and I've known them by name for quite a few years. And then the third one uh, was a German guy. I didn't know his, I had never heard of him before. But they showed conclusively that the reality that we think is real is not real. Yeah. And they won the Nobel Prize for that. So you believe me, I'm listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> and this is so unreal that you can change it. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting is the explanation that I heard by an MIT physicist uh, about the Nobel Prize winners and about their work was this. He said, you've heard the, the question, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one around to hear it, does it still make a sound? After the Nobel Prize work, after, these, after the quantum physics work done by these three guys, no, it doesn't make a sound. It's, you have to be there to hear the sound, otherwise there is no sound. So... <clears throat> You see how yeah. it's like a Zen koan. Yeah. It makes you, it has to put you in a different state of thought. So if this reality we're living in isn't real, then neither is your situation, even though it feels very real. Yeah, Mark has said many times, yeah, but it feels real. Well, I mean, it is. It's because we live in a shitty place right now. Yeah, and we're fixing that shitty place. And we're place. here to fix it, and you're here to help fix it. Yes. So... So, I mean, um, we've had horrible experiences in our life. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> Look I, at, the, I'm saying that smiling because I'm in a new place. Yeah, because you can't do that when you're in it. No. Right? You all know that. But we're here to change it. Not just us, but you. But we've been working on it for quite a few years now. And <clears throat> so we are ahead of the game a good bit. And well, I think there are a lot of people who are who have helped that that kind of, kind of know they've helped, mm -hmm. but didn't know this story. Exactly. So this whole fixed stars thing has been really has been what has been keeping us, you, everybody else, this whole planet and this whole reality in a shitty state. Yeah. And so she has been working on all those fixed stars. Right, for you know, reality. If anything, I'm going to, maybe we ought to use the term fixed energies. Okay. Uh, but it's not really fixed, as you said. They're, they're actual moving things, well, but they're so far away that we can't. Static. Well, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, because it's all moving. Right. You know, uh, like the many-body problem in physics. I mean, this is all so new, we don't have the words. I mean, I'm just coming up with words to work with Philip. 
Right. And so, you He's know. using the vocabulary that I know from having learned astrology through television. <laughs> yeah, through YouTube. Through YouTube. You know? <laughs> and, and before you poo-poo YouTube. <laughs> uh, right? You know that reference. Uh, uh, General Melchett. Mm-hmm. Black at mm-hmm. And uh, so... Uh, uh, so yeah. I don't know what the real words are, and maybe someday I will. Maybe someday I won't. But it's working. Maybe you'll be the one to coin the words. Maybe. <laughs> you know. But it is coined the word. It's working. There you go. <laughs> and uh uh so just the work that she's done for me the past few days and for herself. Amazing. Because it fixed things I could not fix in this reality. Yeah. It's pretty And cool. there ain't no knocking that. It's awesome. It really is. Mm. So uh that was a good bit more. <laughs> Than what we originally talked about. Look, we're at 45 minutes. Okay. Okay, well. We're at three and a half gigabytes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry it was so long, guys. That's fine, but uh, this is good information. But you, Watch do it. you know why? Because this is Philip and this is Laifa, Philip's best friend. And they, they started talking. Okay, so. That's Philip saying. That's her getting right. moved by, yeah. And so, uh, uh, so all of this, uh, I know it sounds too crazy. I've heard other people say the same thing. I know it sounds crazy. But you know what? You have, I think Einstein, if this is really, really was Einstein, he said you can't fix a problem with the same thinking that you did to create it. And so we're not. We're, we're having, we had to find new ways to fix the old problems. Because the old ways weren't really fixing them. That is what's been happening the past couple weeks. Yes. For me and for her. The, but then the revelation for other people as well, but we can't tell you about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have worked on some other people that I know their birthdays and but I'm not gonna tell them and I'm gonna see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Is that terrible? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if it improves their life. It right. So anyway. Okay, that's all right it. guys. Talk to you later. Hope you're having a great day. Bye.